Hello, Debbie Downsiders. My name, that, I'm trying to make that name stick. Um, uh, tell me if you like it or if you have any uh, negative Nancy. I feel like Nancy sometimes is like, yo, he's a Nancy boy. Debbie Downsiders, I really like. Debbie Downsiders, I never thought I would ever do this because I feel like there's a part of me that's like, no, don't. Uh, this is a trigger warning. This is the first downside trigger warning. This episode is fucking intense. Uh, Russell is, uh, uh, Ian, Ian Finance is, is the guest co-host. Russell is out of town. And thank God, because Russell would have thrown up all over the goddamn floor. He would have fainted. I swear to God, he would have fainted. Our guest, uh, uh, the very uh, funny and fascinating Lauren Petrie, uh, works worked at a morgue. So this episode is about uh, uh, working at a morgue. And it's it's with a comedian, so there is it, we are, uh, we're talking some intense stuff. So if you don't like this this if if de the dead body stuff really bothers you, I uh, this might not be the episode for you. And even in the episode, I joked. I said I said you know if you, if 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 you've death dead bodies bother you, get over it. And then ten minutes later into these stories, I was like I can't handle this. It was very good. And and uh, uh, Lauren is a, it was a fantastic guest. It just is not for the faint of heart. So uh, feel free to skip this one uh, if if you like. I promise the next one uh, will not be as dead body focused. And um, you know if you have some fucked up friends who are into this shit, maybe this is the one to send them to start with. But I just want to give you a heads up. Again, I really never thought I would do this. But uh, I, I, I care about you guys, and uh, uh, I, I thank you for listening to this episode. So enjoy it at your own risk. This is The Downside. Welcome to The Downside. I, uh, 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 my name is Jermarcus Arezi. If this is your first time listening, this is a show where we explore uh, the negatives of things. We celebrate the bad. Not No, that's the wrong way to put it. You'd think I'd have it by now. We, we look at the good things in life and say, you know what? Not so good. There are people it's not good for. And uh, I'm very excited. Uh, well, I'm not excited. Russell, we miss you. But today we have second time co-hosting, guest co-host, Ian Fidance. Welcome, Ian. Thank you so much. I am so glad Russell is not here. Yeah. yeah. We have a fun <laughs> dynamic switch because Russell is normally like, I say the thing and Russell goes, Chamarka, you can't say that. But then when you come on here, I go, say oh, it. I become the beta of the podcast yes. real fast. You come in here, yes. you take over. I swing dick. Yeah. You watch out. <laughs> and uh, is there everything good with you, bad with you, something? Things are great. You don't have to say that. Fantastic. No, I, I, I think I like this because I'm, you know, a... a you know, I'm Mr. Positive because I have HIV and I, uh, I... Do you? No. Wow. Oh. I was like, wait that a minute. Great, Shut that up. That would have been a great right to the... Yeah, that would upstage my all my shit. Yeah, yeah. what the... Well, I'd be like, well, that's our focus for <laughs> yeah, today. I know. My AIDS story. God, no, why don't you I, have AIDS? God. I am, uh, I like being positive and finding the good in things. So you're a glass half empty. I'm a glass half full of cum. So mm. I think it'll be a, a good time. That's what someone in a roast battle, they said, Jamarco, you tall glass of cum. And that's it was one great. of those that it wasn't like, it's not a, it's not a great I joke. I like it. But it, it destroyed. Yeah. Um, we're here with our guest, Lauren Petrie. How are Hello. you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I hate my job, but besides that, Great. besides oh. fucking hating Let's my day job it. with a fucking passion. This um, is The Downside. One, two, three. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. So this is a very special episode. Uh, we, well, it's like, a, you know, we have a, a theme or something we're digging deeper into. But we'll get to that in a second. I want to complain about something. Go for it. I just got back from JFL. Yes. Uh, I can't talk about it much in this podcast because it, it was good. Yeah. And that's not what people want to hear. No. What? what? Talk about it. No. Be good. No, it's, it's one of these things, you know, you just, I don't know. It's hard to talk about it where it just feels like I'm like, I'm also content. So like I don't feel the need. Mm. Like I feel uh, just for this is going to be a couple days at most. I feel like uh, validated and, yeah. and like I'm doing okay. Lots yeah. of big dick energy from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Confidence. That is, that's yeah. rare. That's I, rare. I, I try to tell myself, can I live in a world where things are okay? You know mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like can I, 
exist where things are working out and things are fine instead of always having to have an issue or something, you know, and, and that kind of feels kind of good because I know when things are good, I go, well, what's the, what's the catch? Sure. Yeah. What, when's this going to end? And it's like, can't just try to exist in good. That's really hard. This is your, yeah. your, I feel like we have to change this episode to the, the upside. I yeah. mean, no. this is like if this is like if I went on guys we fucked and preached abstinence right now. Yeah. We here's here's what I want to complain about. One, is, two, uh, three. Button pusher. Upside. Upside. All right, that's it. I uh <laughs> I thought what was the other sound thing that I kept hitting last time? Uh I think let's see what we have that. Yeah. There. Social distancing was hard for me because other than there was stand up, wow. just some stand up, just in case the show yes. dies. I love that. That's one. And then what's this? has gotta stop. Okay. All right. We're back. This has gotta stop. We're back to this okay, episode. Sorry. John Marco's like. This has gotta stop. Yes. So. <laughs> Don't give you buttons. I love we. Buttons. I know. I have to flip this thing around. So you're so, making me feel positive. This isn't good. Oh my I mean, god. Oh my god. It's, it's been like my whole, you know, I was homeless and then I was a drug addict and then I came to do comedy and like my whole life there's always been shit. There's always been bad, bad, bad mm -hmm. shit. And I I've can had... relate to that because my parents are divorced. Oh fuck. So yes. I uh <laughs> so what I want to say is is so it's very exciting, cool week, but at some point um uh in between like I was new faces in between like the first showcase which was the big one and then some other shows, there was like a boat ride. Oh. It was like, and it was like a, a I, I knew it was not like a, a crew de tay on a yacht. It was like a, like a whitewater rafting. It was called like a jet boat or something. So Whoa. it's like 40 people on a boat, but going through waves. That's great. And it was, it was more of like an industry thing. So it was like being on a boat with like a lot of people that I've, I would love to know me and like me and could mm. give me potential op work opportunities and some people from my, my management agency. So I'm on this boat and it ends up being way more intense and i wanted intense but beyond even the level like the boat ride or the, the conversations yeah. so they would do some though there's very little talking because it was like they really? would create waves they would call it like the roller coaster and you would go and they, they would create these big waves and then like go in it and I you would love be that. and i was sitting front row because th this is my shit this is what i want to do on a yeah. trip an activity but like the second wave i instead of like curling in like they recommended and i was in the front I turned my head and this wave hit me. Oh. I I've never been punched in the face fully. Oh, it's this sucks. was I'm I I felt like I heard my neck make a noise. Yeah. My jaw suddenly seized in pain. My neck hilarious. If I was not on that boat with the booker <laughs> for the late night, I would have gone into an uh, a a um hypochondria tailspin uh -huh. a like i think i fucked up my neck i can't believe i i self-sabotaged this week for me uh -huh. and and my jaw was throbbing mm. and it was just one of these moments where i truly pretended like i was okay and not freaking out that's what you do when you get punched in the face too you just like walk it off you're like oh, what yeah, but if i was punched in the face i'd be screaming uh, i'd be crying now did you have anyone you could confide in and be like that shit fucked me up uh, well tova or was we're, we're right next to me oh yeah so but again we were all like tightly packed Ugh. And there were more waves to come. Sounds like a nightmare. So for like all the rest of the waves, I like I didn't even look up. I just kept it tucked down. But I couldn't do that. I'd have to be myself yeah. and just be like, this fucking sucks. It might have like gotten you, you know. This maybe, sucks, Michael maybe. Cox. They would have liked it maybe, yeah. If you were just like, if you went into the hypochondriac thing. He was not there at this one. Yeah, if I had leaned in, they would have been like, there's a famous story. Um, uh, Christian Bale was in that boxing movie with Amy Adams. I forget what it was called. But there was a casting session for like the sisters, Boston sisters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess it was an open call and they ended the casting session, couldn't see anyone. And apparently one of the actors, she started just like cursing up a storm in the room. Just like, what the fuck? I've been waiting here all fucking day. And like once in a blue moon, the director comes down and was like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> who has that raw, yeah, raw yeah. anger? And, you know, people hear that story and they're like, got it. Yeah. I know what to do next time an audition's going yeah. over. Everyone gets kicked out for being unprofessional. And then they never work again. But Oh yeah, that happened to me once. Really? Yeah. What? Well, I was like watching all these video YouTube videos of like actors taking a risk and being like, "No, 
I, this is my role. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. or or just like being some sort of like, what the fuck is that? And people are like, whoa, do that again. So I had a line audition for an Amazon Prime show that was like, the bathroom's this way. And <laughs> the and you're like, I know how to make this. Mine. The casting director kept being like, you're doing too much. You're doing to understate it, understate it. And I did it. I walked out. I get downstairs. I light a smoke. And finally, I'm saying it the way she wanted me to say it. And I go, you know what, man? Go up there. Tell her. Oh, God. Give me another shot. I got this. And so I go, this is your fucking moment. I go up there. I knock on the door. I go, hey, I know I just did the audition. Give me one more shot. I can nail this. And she goes, I'm eating my lunch. You're lucky I like you because I'm going to let you, but never do this again and never tell anyone I let you do this. And I go, okay. And that shook all of my confidence. And I go in. I do it again. She goes, you're still doing too much. Oh, and then that was it. No. Oh, no. I thought that story uh, was going to really turn woo! around. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is so funny. I loved it. I walked out shell-shocked. <laughs> Just like, what happened? Dude, I love from her point of view. She's in her mind, she's like, maybe this, maybe this kid's got it. And she's like, no. Nope. Yeah, for my one line on an Amazon Prime show where I'm like a maitre d'. How are you saying this line? Yeah, what was the line? Hey, the bathroom's that way. Like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, how are you doing too much? Yeah. You say it every day as a comedian. We have to say that to someone. They ask us where the bathroom is. Hey, bathroom's that way. I, when, how would you do it? Let's when get your I get hey, to bathroom's that way. When I get to be myself and just be Ian, I fucking nail it. But the second I have to, like, be someone else, I, I like, get in my head, like, I, I don't know, whatever. I've gotten more shit since then. I've learned. This was, like, 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, holy shit, did that suck. That is amazing. I yeah. was, I had an agent when I was a kid. I was mm-hmm. a child actor. Oh, that I, explains it. Yeah, it's fucked. Yes, and uh, my dream. I wish What'd you act in? I was in a movie with Goldie Hawn called Hope, and I was the villain. Whoa! And I said the N word on <gasps> cable. Really? No. Yes. Wow. Yeah. John Marco, pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a civil rights movie, and I was the oh. bad. I was Jenna Malone's the star, and I was the bad girl. Dude, you're, that's how great. old were you in this movie? I was fourteen. And you're the you're the bad. I was wow. the bad girl, and a scene got cut where we were fighting, and there's. There's a whole bunch of background shit, but anyway. Wow. Why did you say? Was it an improvised line when you said? No, the it was in the script. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would her, just throw that out at that 14. That was one of her her off camera moments <laughs> where she's yelling the word. They're like, "We gotta do <laughs> we that gotta again." Use that. You're in. No, I wasn't that Texas, but dude, that is I, wild. I wouldn't it be so funny? You know the episode of The Simpsons when they're like, say the line, and Bart's like, I didn't do it. Like, what if that was your I didn't do it, where everyone's coming up to you on the street be like, say the M-word line. <laughs> Luckily, it never was that successful. It was just like a movie of the week, mm. you know. But uh, What I, was that but, like on set? You know, it, this was 97. Oh, no yeah. one was woke. Yeah. Uh, Goldie Hawn kept like walking around going, oh, that's such a terrible word. Nobody should say it. Of like, course. Ahead of her time. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. I always remember uh, Rollo Boykins had a tweet once that he said like in a movie, he's never, every time like uh, an actor plays like a slave owner or has to say the N word, their acting is incredible. He basically was just like, when uh, white actors do it, like you're like, oh, wow, they really seem to tap into that real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. They didn't have to do any method acting for that one. You can hold it in for like a fart in a relationship. <laughs> that would be, t- I mean, if I got cast, it would have to be a, a prestige movie mm-hmm. for Dude, me to say that on I film. I have friends, you know, with all these. I have friends like, who say the end. Oh, yeah. I got friends who say, well, how else am I supposed to, you know, not, not white friends. Describe my it. mailman. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, with like Michael Chase sketch show, Sam J. Um, uh, what was that show with Jack Knight? God rest his soul. Uh, Bussin' down or bussin' yeah, bu- or bust down the bust down. Bust down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are like these roles where we all and and I didn't get it, which you know, good good or bad. But there there were all these roles where like friends of mine had to say the M word on camera because they were like the racist white guy or like the out of touch white guy. And they're doing these auditions where they're like, hi, I'm so-and-so, five foot four, Brooklyn, New York, and uh, I'm reading for the role of racist white. <laughs> and I'm like, you could not pay, even if you were like, you're, you just do it, you're going to get the role, whatever. I would not put myself on tape saying that word Absolutely and not. throwing it out there in your apartment. 
What? what? That's, that's encrypted. I'm delivering that you on a stick to them. You don't know who's it, what they're doing with it. Do you, you think know? if you had said that word at the end of your uh, the bathroom's that way line, it would have made sense with the energy yes. you're bringing yes. to it? Yes, <laughs> yes. The bathroom's that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Am I forgiven because I was 14? No. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Repent. Jump out the window. So I, 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 don't, I don't know. I It's insane that some of... My friends did that. Right? I've always thought about, oh, it's like, what are you? Well, I've always thought, I always wanted to write a show about working at LOL Comedy Club. Like, yes. not, and not like in the comedy room, but like, or I thought of like a plague, like the green room. Because I just felt like it was a fascinating intersection oh, of cultures. And me in, in this room with like, just a lot of like older black road comics. Yes. And me in a green room. It's just something fascinating. Totally. But even if I was typing it out on the paper yeah. with my name on it, yeah. I would feel this weird thing of like, well, I don't want to type I don't even want to type it. Yeah, especially because you're like, doing speak to text. You're but not, I, also you're, it's, I also think it's like yeah. You're not ter- <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck, that's so funny. <laughs> but I also would feel like I also hate when I read something and someone censors a word yes. like with the star because you're just like, well, what what games yeah. are you playing yeah. now? But it's also like, if I'm going to write real dialogue from yeah. that from that room, that'd be insane if I didn't. Yeah, if it wasn't half. The oh, dude, script. if I had a fucking nickel for every time that was said in that room, I'd be fucking. You know, I I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be uh-huh. on a yacht. Channel sure. your inner Tarantino. Yeah, that's right. No, but I I came up in Philly in the black scene. I, I worked the black room in Philly because they specifically needed white. Like diversity, mm-hmm. but it was before you. You we said so. It was like we need a white. You free Saturday, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll be your white. And oh, it's I, I loved it. It made me such a better comic. Made me so much better of like an understanding person. Of you know, I really I I, I almost pity people that didn't absolutely have those experiences because they're so out of touch with like a very real part of society that like most people don't get to see. All right, well, we've reached our racial quota for a podcast with three white people today, so let's let's move on to... I'm, 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 I'm black on the inside, because I smoke. You're actually like... <laughs> My uh, lungs. Yes, your lungs are black on the I inside. I know. Mm. You actually look like crushed up pizza on the inside. Well, there there we go. So, so uh, uh, Lauren, uh, you know, we're very happy to have you, but we also... We, we wanted to talk about you worked at. I worked at the Manhattan Morgue for the whole what? time. Of, yeah, this is, okay, so. This when, is what we're, we're, we're diving into yeah, today. Yeah, this is what happened. When COVID wow. hit. I've never uh, seen someone look like their job. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I take that as a high compliment. Um, that's awesome. Thank you. So, <laughs> I don't work there anymore. God damn. I, so mean, I, well, I mean, God, I mean, God, God sure, right? well, can I ask, do, do people work at morgues? Like, does it feel like they're more on the... We'll, the... we'll get there, dude. No, it, sure. no, it was a bunch of people that were from the project. they wear colors sometimes, too? People didn't give a fuck. Nobody thought it was interesting. I was the goth girl going like, yeah, show me that fucking ripped apart body from the oh, train. God. And they were like, what's wrong with you, girl? You need Jesus, you know? Uh, the whole so wait, time. This, when did you work there? Okay, so back little backstory. Uh, right before the pandemic, I was in a really bad situation in a bad relationship with bed bugs, and it was terrible. Oh, I escorted to get out of that situation because I don't have rich family or anything. And then COVID oh, like hit. sex work. Yeah, yeah, oh, I did. Hey. I just, with bed bugs? No, no, I oh, went okay. to their places. I did oh, it for okay. only two weeks. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, can imagine. I mean, I'd done it before, but I was like last resort shit. And then I got an apartment away from that guy, and things were better. And then COVID hit like that week. And I couldn't what I couldn't do any what I couldn't waitress I couldn't do comedy I couldn't bartend I couldn't do anything was was escorting still going on during COVID right before right yes. before right before but then of course it killed that industry too sure I didn't, didn't I didn't want anyway. to keep doing it but yeah. so I was just fucked and I I've been homeless before in my life so I always am freaked out that I'm going to be homeless yeah and I'm I just got into a safe environment and I'm like what am I going to do and you know this is March 2020 and I'm looking around I'm like well like the hospitals are busy. The sure. fucking morgue is busy and I have zero medical experience. I have a fucking crazy background, but I just applied and they got right back to me. Applied for what? Morgue tech. Cause that's what they were hiring for. And what is that? First job I got was three months at Kings County at the height of COVID, just putting bodies into refrigerated trucks. Oh. Cause they had, and we had to wait outside the ICU for people to die and then to get them out of there for new patients to go in. Cause it was just like filling up. There were dead people in body bags in the waiting rooms. We had to go get, 
Oh my god. I would get like COVID on my foot. You for, know? Those, <laughs> for those for those for those listening, I you know this is definitely going to be a, a, Wait, a dark episode. So if you, if you have if you have trouble with with dead bodies, uh, you should especially listen to this episode because it's time to grow the fuck up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's the. I guess that would be like the opposite of a trigger warning. Like, come on, like, yeah, the, uh, come on. I don't trust up. anyone that hasn't been around death. So, really, how many dead bodies yeah. have you seen? Uh, how many dead bodies have you seen? Because so I can. Many. I've only seen my grandma when she was very ill. Yeah, she was like practically gone. She was like on life. It was a question of are they, are they going to pull the plug or not? And my my grandpa wanted me to sing a song for her, and it was uh, it was in my head. I had it. The dark, the worst fantasy of like <laughs> the song would would oh, she'd like sang a song. She'd like squeeze, like she'd give a squeeze, like my song would somehow <laughs> waken her from the the the, the waves of death. I was I was probably like probably in college. I was probably nineteen or twenty. Wait, and you were to sing a song at her funeral? No, or like well, I did at sing her at her bed, funeral, but at her bed, like when she was oh like just God. kind of basically in front gone. of people or just Last her. Uh, my I believe my grandfather was there, uh, and then maybe my father. Um, so yeah, it's the first time my dad wow. had to see me perform. Captive what? audience. Uh, yes. Wow. And my grandpa, yeah, he, he, he'll play music at that point. You know, what the fuck do you do? You play music and you just hope that uh, resonates. What if, what okay. if, like, you How was the performance? Did you like, kill? What if she's like hating it and she can't? <laughs> she could be hating it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Dude, what a hell to not be able to be trapped in your own body of mind and then have your grandson singing and you just want to be like, shut the fuck up. Maybe that would be a way. Kill me. Just stop. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she'd be like, pull the plug. <laughs> it's like that Metallica video for one when he's yeah. nodding Morse code, but it's just like, please stop. Please. So I so so I, I consider that like really confronting like my my girlfriend and I got into a uh, I said if I died would you like uh, give my forehead a kiss would you give my body yeah. like a hug or oh, something and oh. she said she said no and I got very what? upset I got because she would be freaked out she just she's like me and I th I realized when I see a dead mouse I, I, I struggle for me to pick it yeah, up yeah but palms. you don't have a fucking intimate relationship with the mouse sure but it's just you're just a you're not loving the mouse making life plans with the mouse what dead bodies have, have you seen I mean I saw a dead body every year for fucking uh. <laughs> Three years in a row, starting at six. Where, you, where do well, you open live? Casket, you're, are you talking open about your, casket. Your, your father? Fucking uh, great uncle. Oh, no, four. Great uncle, grandfather, great aunt, dad, mm. break. So, open, uh, open three casket, Three years that's later, 12-year-old cousin. <gasps> and then uh, I think I was, I was all right for a little. And then... Uh, the next one was a uh, grandfather. Ah, so raised is this, me. Is this because why was it open casket? What religion is this that they're all open casket? Catholic. Right. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. That's a Catholic thing. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! You gotta see him goodbye. Which, I mean, which did any of them? Did did they all shake you to your core? Was it was your your dad the, the most upsetting? The was first a one. The the first one was. Like uh, my great uncle Dickie, and I was like, oh, whatever. I don't even know this guy. I was like a little kid, and then my grandfather, and I was only I had just met him like maybe two months before he died, and that shook me because it shook my dad. And then obviously my fucking dad was the worst, yeah, imaginable scenario. And then, uh, yeah. Do so you, you were at homeless. A Catholic, hmm? I was. Wait, yeah. at, at a Catholic, do you? <laughs> I've thought about, you know, when my father had heart surgery and thinking about him, and I would absolutely, like, give his body a hug, mm -hmm. touch his hair. Oh, something. I had to be yanked out of the funeral home. I wouldn't let go of my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a fucking nightmare, bro. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, bodies coming out of this hospital. Ton, like 300 a day. What? And so, and at, at the time I was doing a, a conspiracy podcast, I had to quit because... People were just telling me I was making it up, and those weren't COVID bodies, and I was full of shit. That was oh really, God. really upsetting. They thought you, who had done the conspiracy podcast, just hopped on board of of the the man's lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, uh, that's not good. It was very frustrating. Did it change the way you thought about those people? It changed my whole view of conspiracy. Yeah, it, really. It changed in what way? I used well, I used to be really into like 9-11 truth and it just made me like going through a real emergency a real serious situation and seeing that these are not people plotting these are just doctors going to work you know people are just people they're not like in some giant organized you know thing to kill everybody or yeah. is it a thing that the 
conspiracy is that it's not the doctors and the people on the ground. Well, it's it the be. puppet masters we up top. And the money exchanged. Well, the there's, there's definitely groups of people that crashing the global market and benefiting and off of it. Sure, and I think 9-11 did benefit people. I think they just let it happen. But mm. I was into some crazy shit, and it made me, it brought me down to earth. Yeah, I think my like general pushback to most conspiracy theories I hear is I'm like, the world's not this organized. Right. Like it's it's just a matter of like have right. you ever tried organizing a game night? Yeah. Like you can't you can't hide you can't fake these dead bodies. I mean like I remember running in, in Times Square and seeing the pop up hospital tents. Mm-hmm. That that was like for me where I was mm-hmm. like, Jesus, I don't know where this is gonna go. Yeah, but then they didn't even use them. Like um, they had that ship and they had that huge thing in Central Park that people then yeah. got angry about because it had ties to like this, you know, ultra right like religious group and it's like are we really not going to say yes to help because of some fucking right. shit belief like yeah. but then they didn't even use it what we did do that most people don't know about is there was a thing up in industry city called long-term storage all the people that died that couldn't afford funerals they put 800 bodies in these uh like trailers that were frozen and they mm-hmm. froze bodies until families could afford funerals they did it for two years is that not what they do up at rikers no where they dig those that's graves? the potter's field so that's different. They just put them in these. I nailed those coffins shut. They just put them in wooden coffins and, and put them in the ground, freezing the body so that the families could then have mm. a funeral. The city never freezes bodies. And mm. they did that oh, a special. It was like a special event. You know, that's well, so that's funny. They wouldn't let the people see him before the d- they die, but they're fucking Dude, freezing they it so they can see him later. They look so bad. At, like we would have before and after photos when we release the bodies and it's fucking meat pops. For who? Just, just like to advertise your services? Like, <laughs> I wish. Before. Yeah. Before yeah. After. and after. Wait, okay, okay. I, I have to just make sure I grasp this all here. So so you, you start working at this this place. Now, so I you, was at Kings County for three months. Kings County for three months. Just putting bodies in. And then it was a it was a it was like a temporary assignment. So it was a three month job. When that was over, the office of the chief medical examiner hired me and they trained me to do autopsies. What? Oh, so my I was God. An, I was an autopsy tech. And what does that mean? So in Manhattan, in New York. If your family doesn't object, everybody gets an autopsy. It's like automatic. It's like your yeah, family gets to ask, they ask the f- they ask someone. No, no, they even if they don't ask for it, if they don't object, like autopsy. And what's the autopsy? What are they determining? So it's cause just, of death. It's yes, yeah, COD sure. cause of death, but it's also just ruling things out is the major thing. So we're going to rule out cancer. We're going to rule out pulmonary embolism. We're going to rule, rule out, out homicide or exactly. How long right. does an autopsy take? Uh, it depends what doctor you're working with. The quickest doctor I loved, her name was, I won't, I can't say, but she had all this plastic surgery and she was a lesbian and she was this crazy character and she like would fight with her girlfriend in the parking lot and she was amazing, but she would do an autopsy in like 45 minutes. And what, what are the, what are the major moves in the autopsy? Yeah, what does this entail? And, and, and also no, sorry, sorry. I'm just like, my brain is (laughs) overloaded right now. Yeah. What does it entail? And what was your role as someone that didn't go to school, had no experience was mostly people okay so i'm a tech so you don't you just need a high school diploma you don't need shit and uh-huh. uh so there's a bunch of kids that worked in the projects that are working alongside me and everyone's always blasting rap music and shit in the autopsy room while they're cutting up oh the yeah body. we're cutting bodies open it was hot cutting to a beat it was we were cutting to cardi b all that summer it was wap all summer oh, to dead bodies no, i will always God. associate wap with like blood and guts and brain for the rest of my life forever Cleaning up blood and shit. That's and a pulling. wet ass pulmonary ambulism. Exactly. <laughs> we said that. You did? Yeah, we actually ah, said that. You fucking I'm a hack. fucking hack. <laughs> you hack. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So the. <laughs> He's a hack. He's, He's a, a hack. hack. The basic moves of an autopsy. So you start with the Y incision, which I did for the doctor. And I would basically pull all the organs out for the doctor to examine. So they cut. Did you just fine with it? You, did you, you struggle would cut with this? the body? Oh, yeah. I cut the body open. And then the first thing that you crack the ribs. I open. struggle eating certain parts of the the chicken. I eat less meat now. Really? Oh it's my fucking god! Disgusting, Wait. Man. So had you ever touched it? Like, how are you so comfortable? I guess I'm shocked. Uh, I used to look at crime scene photos when I was on meth for fun. Mm-hmm. So is, that, like, is that a common thing with meth? Is that a common thing? 
Meth is usually just like sex. masturbating and yeah. sex for like ten hours straight. Yeah, You're fucking, sure. I know. Are you but flicking you? the bean to these? No, 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 no. But I would do. It was just thrilling to me to like scare myself. I was a moderator on Rotten.com. Were you? No, no. Ah. I'm imitating you. Uh. <laughs> that, that's a, that's the website for that. No, I've seen like Live Leak, which is like sometimes videos of stuff which just, is horrifying, and you're like, why did I do this to myself? Now the subreddit is uh, morbid reality. That's where you go now. Mm-mm-mm. I have to don't go, like it. Don't like it. I at have all. to get my gore fill still after the morgue. I miss it. Um, oh my god, what do you think it is? Because to me, it's so foreign. But what does it do for you? Um, it's just thrilling to see like this is the reality. And this is what we are on the inside. And like it makes me appreciate life more. And be, We need that. We need yeah. people like you that, that are okay with that. Because I feel like so many people won't look that in the eye. Yes, well, I think that's important. the thing with, I've always thought in terms of like gun control or like dealing with these mass shootings. There's a the degree pictures. of like, oh, yeah. if you, it's hard to know though. Because like I understand why, especially in a world where we have access to everything, we don't necessarily want to constantly see all the horrors of the world. Because we could. We could constantly be, I mean, oh my God. Yeah. Fuck, something happened. It's on how? Reddit. Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't want to say anything. How long ago did it go? Like maybe six minutes ago. Okay, that's fine. Let me just check it out. Well, um, speaking of horrors of the world, look at this. Keep <laughs> talking, though. Keep talking. So no, the um, worst. But I mean, it, no, I, I wasn't sure if it wouldn't bother me, but then I, I went in my first day and I shadowed a, a stabbing. And uh, I just was like, the first thing that got to me was I was just like, wow, bo- dead bodies bleed. Like as they turned them over, like all the stab wounds, oh. just like all the blood just came out. And I, I don't know what's wrong with me, Ian. I don't. I was, I was just like, oh, cool. This is awesome. That's great. I loved it. So, so if you loved it so much, why do you no longer work? There's a lot of, re- that agency is totally fucked up. Uh, they don't pay people enough. Uh, all Everyone I worked with stole money from the dead bodies. What? Oh my God. Everybody. Okay. Every, okay wait, so, wait, wait, They didn't go in there naked? They still had their clothes on? Oh, yeah. We have to catalog, like, all the clothing and everything, and that all goes in a bag, and it's so gross because people will die, like, drowning and stuff, and we have to give the clothes back. It's disgusting. Or decomps. People have been decomposing for two weeks, and they have decomp all over the clothing, and you just have to, like, pull it off them, and it's all slimy, and part of their skin slides off, and... You know, I was just, you're in, <sighs> okay. wait, 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 I want to tell you guys the grossest shit. There's so much, like, I've. <laughs> wait, so you, st- when you started, it was really COVID focused. It was really COVID, except that we didn't do autopsies on COVID because there were too many of them and we knew it was COVID. So like, it was like, first. How did you know? Because tox screenings, you would just take the, they did tox. And they're oh, like, so they were positive for COVID. Yeah. But that was definitely uh, one of the conspiracy was like, they're just attributing it to COVID. No, yeah. they were, they, we put, we COVID tested every dead body for the whole year. And, you know, there are a bunch of dead bodies lined up with, like, COVID straws sticking out of their nose. How long do you have to leave it in a dead person's nose? It was about 15 minutes. And then we'd take it out and put it, you know, for the tox lab. Oh, my God. And then, so if it was COVID, they weren't doing an autopsy at all. Well, they would then, if they didn't know, you know, they would do But how do they know if cause of death was from COVID or they were just positive with COVID? If they died in the hospital and they know they were, like, on a ventilator... They know it was COVID. They usually right. didn't do an autopsy because it was like a waste of manpower. Right. But it's like if I get hit by a fucking car. They do an autopsy. Right. But they still say COVID death. Uh, if you had COVID, they wouldn't if you got if it was something traumatic to the body. We had a car crash that had COVID and they attributed that to the car crash. Mm-hmm. So what about shootings? Shootings is a shooting. Because but they wouldn't say COVID. They, they wouldn't they count would, that as COVID. That test. was not the COD. That was would not they the do a COVID death. test of the guy hit by the car they just to it, be like curious? Yes, they did that for stats for the city to see like where our stats were. Okay, so okay, so you work at this one place for three months, right? And then you, why did you leave that one? Um, it was a temporary assignment. Okay. And that's where you were doing the autopsies? No, I was just putting bodies in trucks. Just putting bodies in trucks. Then so that's, I, you yeah. kind of really got like an entry. You're like, okay, let's get used to bodies. I can that's, handle this. That's insane that with just a high school diploma, you can rip into people. It's and, insane. Did it and, pay well? No. See, that's crazy. This is a job that should pay it very pays well. shit. Yeah. It pays shit. They treat you like shit. And the doctors are cool. They're great. They're, they had senses of humor. They were fun. But like, mm-hmm. it pays crap. Um, is it? And people would steal from bodies. Yes, because it pays so badly. Is that really... What? Well, I have to steal from this dead body because I'm not getting paid enough. Or is it a moral failing of the people that are working this job? It's all of that. Yeah, but if you're not getting... Uh, I mean, look... No, no, no. Are you about to good. defend stealing from the <laughs> dead? No. no. Yep. But I'm saying these people are being stolen from and they're alive. And so, you know, <laughs> maybe... 
there's a problem. There's a problem is all I'm there's saying. A, there's a big problem. Sure, there's there's a problem with not being paid enough and not being able to make a living wage, but there's also a fucking moral yeah. failing sure. in the fact that you can get to a point where you okay it with yourself to steal from a dead and, and I guess body. it was easier because of COVID because it's not like the family members could be there to be like, let's take the rings off before we... The, the times when people would steal would be decomps. So somebody that got left in their apartment for like 11 days, obviously they don't have family coming. So who's going to get the money under the mattress or in the drawers? It's going to be the landlord. The mm. cops are too pussy to go in to a decomp body. They always stand outside. So you go in to get the body. There's nobody watching you. There's no supervision. And I would be standing there with the body bag and my uh, like coworker would be like going through the drawers and stuff. And I'd just be like, Jesus Christ. You know, they'd always offer me like half and it was never enough for me to like feel okay about it. It was like 30 bucks, 50 bucks. And what I'm like. What percentage would you have been like, okay. Ah, 2,000. <laughs> Maybe. What are you, a fucking corrupt cop in the seven five? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, it was. They had that vibe. It was like really had that vibe of like corruption all over the place. No, no cameras in the freezers or the fridges. I mean, I could see taking food. Are you allowed to take food out of the fridge? Are you okay for, with that? I'm not taking food off a dead body. That's fucking. That's a health Wait, violation. Not out of their hand. I'm saying if there's an apple on the the table. No banana. What? I'm talking. Were about you going into people's houses? Yes. Yes. What? No, you know, I'm not robbing from the dead. What if the banana's going to go bad? But go bad, banana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked into situations where they'd been left there for like two weeks and their pets were dead. You know, oh and my they god. were dead. Oh my god. Do you handle, do you take the dead, or is that a different department that's, to get the pets? Uh -huh. That's the cops. No, no, no. We cops didn't take, take the pets. I mean, the pets, if the pets were alive, the cops Defund took the pets. now. <laughs> <laughs> if, the, if the pets were dead, would you take the pets? No, we just leave them there. I don't know who cleaned that up. Oh, oh my god! But here's what's funny thing: uh, cats eat your face, you know. Yeah. So sometimes yeah, that's the, the funny part. There would be like a cat that was so sweet and rubbing on us and stuff, and we we looked at the corpse and its eyes were gone and it's and we're like, you ate your owner's Aww, face, but you're so sweet. I would so be sweet. honored. I would love to be one with my cat. And that cat goes to the AS ASPCA and like. No one will ever know that that cat ate a face. <gasps> oh my God. So you could be adopting cats. Yes. That, all over New York. Are, are used to the taste of human flesh. Yeah. I but love they're that. Still, they're still sweet. Cats are great. Yes. They I are. would if be honored for my cat to be one with him and to give him Your sustenance after I pass. I agree. Even if the option was available for just regular cat food. Yes. <laughs> and I think it would be fitting for part of the life I lived for then me to be shat into a box. <laughs> sure. I I have a real problem with the funeral industry after working. I can imagine. So. It sounds like every every oh, step they of this overcharge. Not just that. That's like just terrible, but also just the preservation of a body. I think it's just ridiculous. I Why? Think, well, it's chemicals, like, and they put that in the ground, and then it oh, cemeteries are all polluted. You mm -hmm. know, it's bad for the environment. It takes up a lot of land. Well, I, I, I feel like I, I agree with you, but I feel like okay, chemical them up, make them look all right, so that we can get our final goodbye, and then fucking burn them. I don't know why we're yes. still burying bodies. I agree. I understand I agree. the catharsis, I guess, of saying goodbye to a body. I, I, my grandpa died over the over the pandemic, mm. and it was definitely one of those where like. Not having seen him for a year and a half, it does jarring. feel like something was very. It wasn't even jarring. It was just like ethereal. Like uh, there was no moment of like here he was and he's yeah. gone. It was just like I haven't seen him and I guess I won't see him again. Yeah. So it did. It, it was hard for me to have the full emotional. You know, we had the funeral nine months later once COVID had, had calmed, and so it just didn't feel the same. It just didn't. It feel. You know, at this point, at this point, what's the goal? It's just cathartic. Ability yeah. to feel and and bear witness and, mm -hmm. and process something for the living. When, when they froze these bodies uh, until they could afford the funeral, is that for people who didn't want them cremated, or was that like cremation was even too expensive? Um, as far as I know, it's just poor, really poor people, and like five people in their family died all at once, and they just Ugh. couldn't is have cremation, a ceremony. How much does cremation cost? Like that. Cremation should be free yeah. because it's like, well, you're helping the environment by yeah. just, yeah. You know. I think, I think we should fucking dig up everybody at a cemetery, cremate them all, give them to the family, and then turn that into underground parking. Fuck yeah! And then if some jewelry falls yeah. off along the way it's into the, the cremation place, yeah. give it to the techs. Yeah, um, give yeah, it to man. Lauren and some guy named DeAndre. <laughs> yeah, dude, you've got the vibe. Yeah, you got it. So okay, I used so to teach kids that probably ended up. In that field. Yeah. When you started working at the autopsy place, did you, was that a little bit better money or still shit money? Exact same pay. Ugh. 
Can you tell us ballpark of what is a minimum yeah, wage? Yeah. Well, no, it was like $20.24 well, an hour. That's not bad. It's with all the you taxes. You are fucking, you, 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 you're digging out the guts. You'd have to pay me. The taxes, they took out like $300 a check. Uh, so I wasn't even making, I was making like $600, $800 a check. And that's every two weeks? Yeah. What? It was, it was, well, not, well, it was bad. And, and you couldn't collect unemployment. Right. So I was just trapped working for the city. Wait, 20 some dollars an hour is pretty good. It was, dude, I don't know. I make more than that now and I'm struggling. So rent is, come on, rent in New York City. Yeah. So when you do the, the autopsy, because you, for some of them, do you know for like some of them, obviously they want the body back for the funeral. Oh yeah. So are you putting everything back in? <laughs> You're going to love this. So the funeral director deals with making it nice. Yeah. What we do, we take everything out, we chop it all up, and there's a big red plastic bag that says biohazard. We dump everything back in that bag, you tie it up, and then you throw it in the body cavity and sew it up. Here's all your shit back. Wait, so, so the guts are in a plastic bag in the body. Yes. What? what? Like that bag in a turkey? Yes. Why? Because they give it, then the funeral home takes it, throws the guts away, and but then fills it But what if they're organ donors? Well, then they take the organs beforehand. So all the, wait, so all the dead what bodies. throw out the uh, all, So the dead bodies we see at a, at a funeral, uh, like uh, when they present yeah, them, yeah. are they usually empty inside? You know, I've ne- I don't go to funerals. No, that's just the people working there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, they're just, I mean, you, I don't know exactly what happens in the funeral home because I wasn't on that side of the industry. I just know in the medical field, it's just, yo. Oh, and then the skull, when we take the brain out, we don't put the brain back in. You fill it up with paper towels and put the skull back together. Do and you put the, the brain in the bag that goes in the yes. stomach? Because everything gets chopped up by the doctor because they have to look inside. It's yeah. so medieval. But why do they? So wait, so when you have the dead body, when we see them in a casket, their head is no brain inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything's gone, guys. Fuck, dude. That really bothers me. What if? If they know how they died. They're still chopping the brain up. This is so ridiculous. We would have somebody got fucking shot in the head twice. Ugh. The brain is falling out. There's pieces of skull. Great thing I was noticed though, like on women, their makeup would still be like perfect. They get shot in the back of the head and like their fucking falsies are on perfectly. I was like, this is a makeup For advertisement. For this episode in particular, I'm going to look at the metrics just to see kind of like where people stopped listening. <laughs> Just like what what gore they said, nope, I need to go to sleep tonight. Wait, I haven't even told you guys the dildo maggot story. <sighs> what? Tell us the dildo maggot. Is this too much? Story. No, it's no, it's no. it's wild. It's be I, a just, I think it's more it's it's more like shocking that you don't have PTSD from it. There's there's only so many people built to handle this. Not me. Right, right. I don't know you. I guess the not way, me. the way I look at not it is me. like they're not there anymore. Like, this just biological matter. Had it, you dealt with death prior to this? I'd seen dead bodies when I was living under a bridge. But not anyone personally close to you. I mean, I've had people close to me die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, you know what suck is like as a stand up comedian? Like, but I care dare about I say, those people. This is good for material, but I'm like, there's no shows you could bring I, this up and not bum out the whole. You're wrong. Yeah. I, I have a whole like 10 minutes about the morgue and it's hilarious. And they, and they get on board. Sure. Yeah. But I you mean, don't say the your grandma didn't dildo. have a brain in her head when you said oh, bye yeah. to her. I do a, I do a whole thing yeah. about a guy that got electrocuted on the subway tracks and then uh, like a whole thing about like, you know, why'd they do an autopsy because it was obvious how he died, you know. Well, why they do I think it was drugs? <laughs> he had track marks all over him but, sure. like from the train like uh, there's, uh, there's jokes. There's jokes for sure. For sure. I mean, they okay. brought him in in pieces, you know, and the doctor even held up a piece and he went like, why are we doing this? Uh, okay, there was a guy, we found a crack pipe in their ass and this doctor didn't miss a beat and he looked over and he just went, oh, that means two more weeks of winter. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it was so good. I'm sure. That's great. The, I'm sure. <laughs> do you feel like there are funny people working in this because you only, have to have a weird sense of humor to like get through it? Only the doctors. Were only hel- the doctors. They were hilarious. Because they're getting paid good money, so they can laugh. They were funny, yeah. And uh, okay, God, so so crack pipe. Glad we got to that story. Um, so okay, so so you're you're doing this job, and how long did you do this one for? I did it for eleven months. And why'd you stop? Uh, because the agency was super. They were just super toxic. Like everyone's after each other's position. There's no promotions for like three years. 
you know, I was t- a temporary employee. So then I would have to re-interview to be permanent. And they said I couldn't talk about anything on stage. They're like, if you, you're not allowed to talk about this. You can't write a book. You can't do anything. And then comedy, comedy came back and I was like, are you crazy? I have to talk about I this I wouldn't have told stage. them I was a comic or anything. Did I you sign just an NDA? Like, or? Yeah. I signed some stuff when I first went to work there. And like some of it was definitely confidentiality shit. So... What about, I, I could certainly like know personal information, but what about like X, I, I experienced X, Y, and Z, or I saw, or this was my feelings dealing with it. They can't put a gag order on that. They've stopped doctors from writing certain things in books they were writing because they what? said it breached confidentiality. And this is why it's so rife with corruption. Yeah, it's bad. Because there's just, people can't. So, so when did you decide, fuck it? I mean- what was it? It was somebody, uh, there was this guy running the autopsy room that was just incompetent. And he like said that I left a bunch of uh, advanced fingerprints out. It's when they're so decomposed, you can't take a fingerprint. So you fill it up with foam and you take an imprint. And he Wait, said you fill the, what up with foam? The, 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 it's like a mummified finger. Or if they're skin. So it's like a balloon that's deflated. You fill it up so you can get the print of. Right. <sighs> Or, you know, you're going to love this. Let me gross you out. So if a body was, like, degloving, you know. From I'm so glad Russell's not here. Russell would have thrown up all over the fucking floor. Yeah, I'm from, almost there. From decomposition, <sighs> to get the fingerprint, you have to stick your hand in the skin and push it down. We have three gloves on. It's whatever. Here's my thing. What the fuck, dude? Do you put all five <laughs> fingers in at once, oh, like yeah. a full glove? You go in the full glove, baby. You get all You did prints. this. Oh, yeah. Does it feel like finger and mashed potatoes? <laughs> no, it feels like a finger in a wet balloon. Here's my thing, okay? You've never done this before, and now you're like, oh, you got to de-glove a blabbity blip. Yeah, it's wild. It's advanced. It's how... How many? How how much trial and error did that, that happen? Like with you these put the fingers through, and your fingers bodies. burst through. You're like, fuck. I mean, yeah, I had some. Not really. I kind of cut the heart out wrong a few times, but you know, because you got to get the heart blood for the. Do- I mean, I I, no, I you definitely gotta, yeah. you got got to do it. I mean, I cut the um. The fucking what's it, the uh, not the uterus the uh, not the kidneys the bladder I cut the bladder is really hard to get out and I did that wrong a few times but like you know so you asked initially like, like the autopsy procedure why incision we take garden shears like the kind you get at Home Depot you crack the ribs open then you get to the heart you take the heart out for the doctor then you do the lungs then you do the liver you weigh all the organs you know the kidneys everything. and there's and there's no training for this no it's they just, just they hey, throw you in you're in you're in and, and someone's telling you what to do yes they're they're and so they're docu- are they documenting all your medical information and putting it in some grand database no not that i know i mean i don't know that end of it that's like i guess the- i'm curious cuz obviously all these numbers are very useful right the I'm doctors sure. i think definitely for covid i know they were doing that but and cancer rates and heart attacks and stuff. Yeah, it, all the death reports. It just feels know. like you know how they say you can decide to donate your body to science. It kind of feels like hearing this. I'm like, well, everybody yeah. seems like it's being donated to science. What the hell else more is there to do? I heard something about like you should you really if you're going to donate your body to science, you should really think about. The, sometimes that means they'll use your body to test a bomb out. To see yeah. like how bombs affect yeah. a body, and they'll put you yeah. in a building. That's the thing. I'd like to be on an episode. I'd like to be on an episode of MythBusters. Yeah, sure, exactly. Like blow my head off. Something or like you know, in my in your head, you're like, well, I'd like my body to cure cancer. That would be yeah. a noble thing. But there's yeah. like, no, we're gonna test a new bomb that yeah. will help They're kill test more. We're gonna see uh, the jaw strength of this German Shepherd with an adamantium <laughs> lower mouth. Dude, I want to work. Those robotic dogs. Yeah, are yeah, going yeah. to see how yeah. fast this robot dog can rip off a head. Yeah. Yeah. We're Jesus. trying to get in the mind of a necrophiliac. We're going to fucking leave you in the park. I did want to ask, is there, I mean, obviously, if you're a necrophiliac, this feels like the only position. <gasps> there was this guy that we worked with that everybody was constantly being like, I think that, that motherfucker fucks bodies. That mother-, and I'm like, he was just really chipper and naive. <laughs> And he was. I like a guy's like, "Good morning," and they're yeah. like, "That motherfucker is yeah. a fucking the bodies." That he was, he was not. Hey, I got I, everyone coffee. <laughs> he just got a blowjob from Ethel. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, that was the vibe. It was wow. like, oh, he's just too happy, you know? Like, yeah. why do you think he's fucking bodies? Yeah, dude, but miserable do, do you think people. He was? I don't. I mean. I bet those guys, be, those guys know better than me. They've been there for like, you know, eight, ten years. I, I, I was just like a visitor. It's just hard. I mean. Is there like a hazing process? Yeah, they uh, they 
lock, they didn't lock me, but they they all left the autopsy room like when, towards the end, and they left me with like a bunch of fetuses because they thought that would bother me. And you came wait, out wearing wait. them around your neck like was, ears from <laughs> Vietnam. I was just like playing with them. They were talking. I was like, oh wait, my god, what? oh my god, I, baby, baby autopsies. They thought that would like get me to leave. How babies are cute. They have the what? cutest little Stop. organs. Stop. How? Stop. Why? Why? In, why do, would you need to have hazing at this job? They would lock this people so in the hard. freezer with all the decomp body. We have a decomp freezer just for the decomposed bodies, and they would lock people in that because of the smell. What bothers you? Yeah. Is there anything that bothers you? Well, yeah. Like, that makes you f- feel. Ugh. Yeah. What? I mean, like. <laughs> What? Because you, you just described your like fetuses, whatever. Well, fetuses I have fetuses just, for breakfast. They never had a, a stab- life. A stable life. They never had a life, dude. <laughs> fetuses never had a life, dude. They just were a like healthy relationship <laughs> yeah, yeah, where we yeah. communicate openly. Ew. I got married during this. Sure, sure. No, wait, After wait. this, I'd be like, we gotta, we gotta settle down and hold on to happiness while we can. What about these smells? Oh, the smells were the worst. Part. How are you dealing with this? Are you I wearing just, like VapoRub? No, I would just no. That makes it worse because mint opens up your uh, nostrils more. Um, How are you not wearing a gas mask? I know, right? I just, I just breathe through my mouth a lot when oh. I was doing it. Um, so what so bothers this is me? a good job for people who post on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, I'm sure there's... Uh, did, did anyone take a picture like, oh, this one's fucked up? No, you're not. Oh, no, yeah. That's a big no-no. That's of course. Well, it fire. sounds like... I mean, stealing bodies is a big no-no. Stealing Steal- from bodies. Yeah, yeah. It just I seems c- like... I couldn't imagine they draw the line and like, oh, I'm going to steal this guy's ring, but a selfie for Snapchat? That's, no, no, no. People did get fired from that. Like, in 2017, there was a big... People were taken... Some guy made his rap video, like, after hours in the freezers with a bunch of bodies, and he was holding up heads and stuff. Jesus Christ. Yeah. God damn. That is... <laughs> That is wild to think that's that's gonna be okay. It, uh, he got the, the whole. It, it was a lot of trouble. Did anyone ever okay. recognize someone in the morgue? Yes, there were people. There were a girl who her like ex boyfriend came in, and she. Then if that happens, you, you don't work in the autopsy room. That's that an day. awkward uh, talk about running into your ex. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Yeah, yeah. There was. Oh, a, I'm doing I, I guess I won this relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What? Um, how did they react? Were they? No, they just not. They just weren't allowed to be oh, in the autopsy sad. room that day. Oh, yeah. wait. They they weren't allowed to. So if somebody you know shows up in the autopsy, I room? know everybody just to take a day off. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, James. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, gotta I gotta go. go. Yep. I know this guy. That's the rule. That's the rule. I, I really. Yeah. And do you get paid for that time off? Yeah, they just put you in a different department. They'll just put you mm. in the front checking out bodies. Oh, like a cop that shoots a kid. They're like, you're on desk duty. <laughs> you know what I think about? So you remember? Uh, is it Jake Paul? Is he the famous YouTuber guy? Yeah. He, remember he got in big trouble because he made a video in the Suicide, suicide Forest. Suicide Forest, yeah. And he like, you know, there was a video of him with like a dead body. And I don't think it was, it's great to post that video. But it is, but it's more just like, we just don't deal with, like hearing this, I'm like, God, we just don't even confront yeah. dead bodies at all. We, we, we send them away yeah. to this thing and like, Nobody show, let's see him at the funeral all gussied up. I mean, you asked like, what bothers me? There was one case that really upset me. And it was a mom who jumped off a building holding her daughter. Oh. And that one really upset me. And I did the autopsy on the child. And I had to just pretend she was a doll the whole time. I had to just, like, disconnect and pretend it was, like, a movie prop. But now you had dealt with, with kids before, yeah, right? Yeah. It was just the, the story of this one yeah, connected with you? Yeah, I mean, that she... That, you know, she didn't have to kill her kid, too. You know, like, it was terrible. Yeah. Now, how did you... So when they brought it in, did they give you the story right then and there? Or oh, you yeah. read the, about the it? The cops or? came in and told us about it. They even showed us the video of the mom jumping. What the fuck? Why? Okay, you want to hear the the thing that really also made me quit? Not only was I wanted to focus more on comedy, but there was a case where this girl got stabbed to death by her boyfriend who had been stalking her. The cops came in and showed us the body cam footage of them killing, well, not killing, but like arresting the boyfriend and, and subduing him and then carrying her out to the ambulance and all the body cam footage of her like grasping for air and trying to talk and like her last dying moments. Oh, come on, man. Sorry, Ian. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry, dude. I don't want to know. That wasn't a come on man to you. That was a come on man to Well, they show it to the doctor. I mean, the, we're in there with the doctor, and they want to show the doctor because sometimes, like, seeing injuries when they're fresh like that can sometimes aid the investigation or the autopsy in some mm. way. So, I mean, I watched a video of this woman, like, n- being aware of what had happened to her. Oh. No, her throat was slashed, so she couldn't talk. Try, I mean, and that, then I was kind of like, I think I've had enough 
and I, I'm just going to go find another job and just focus on comedy. And I'll always remember all of this forever. I think it's, I guess it's like, you know, it makes sense why those two things rose above the rest. Oh, yeah. Because you're, because it seems like if, if I'm, if, tell me if this is accurate, that like, if they're dead, you're able to go like, well, that's, that person's not there anymore. This is just yeah. materials. Mm -hmm. But when you are confronted either with the narrative of the story or yeah. seeing the person alive, suddenly it, yeah. that's where it... It gets to me. I don't want to know anything. Was the doctor me. like, hey, uh, what's she going to be for Halloween? A Pez dispenser? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't. But I'm going to have to put... I uh, like As we're going through, I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to put a preface to this episode because this is tough. Wait, I got, That's a I lot. Got I just had a, a thing. I, I'm just every time you talk about this, I'm closing my eyes and seeing everyone that I've seen die, I'm and sorry. it's like, Ugh. dude, I'm really sorry. No, no, no my okay. God, you don't it's, have to pause this for no, your, don't, your don't. existence, no, your story. I, I'm, you're a hero. You're. That's I think what's it's happening that you've to me. That anyone who has to confront these things. Let alone not for a lot of money. Well, what, what I'm saying is that's what's happening to me in this moment. So I'm feeling a massive amount of empathy towards you because I can't imagine you. what. And John Marco, one day you'll know what empathy my, feels like. As I but said, my parents I, are divorced. I don't. So I understand. I couldn't imagine <laughs> the feelings that you would have to go through witnessing all this. I think that I'm very compartmentalized because I, right. I had a lot of abuse growing up. And I think that. Like, there's just something about being abused very young that you are able to cut things off and disassociate. And I think I used my disassociative tools as like a, you know, I weaponized it. Do you feel like the people, other than this cheery necrophiliac guy, like, <laughs> do you feel like Early people who worked in this field that you had some kind of commonality of darkness or... Or I, I, I hate to say it, but just these people were the most unimaginative people I've ever met. Most of them, they in just didn't. They just didn't. They couldn't see outside of like the here and now. You know, they could. They didn't have any vision. They they were just boring. And they, they, how so? They, like what? Give an example. Like you know, I would say, like, oh, did you rem like? I would I I would show them something I'd written about an autopsy we did and all the colors mm -hmm. and the smells and how I described it. And they were just like, damn, I don't remember anything. Like I never think about it twice. Like mm. you know, just very. This is what no critical thinking. Maybe not. Maybe not very much going on there. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote a lot of I wrote a lot of passages for this book I'm writing about working in the morgue, and I would I would show them sometimes to people I worked with about cases we'd worked on, and mm -hmm. they were just always like, "Wow, that's really colorful." Like I would never think of it like that, you know. Yeah. They're just very very a type A people. No, mm. no artists are in the morgue. Well, I mean, I, f I feel like you need that for that job. You need people that are just almost like robotic in a way to to do the things that, you know, people like us wouldn't be able to do for a long yeah. time. You That's know? why it should be paid so much better. I mean, yeah. carrying people out. Okay. When I was walking up your steps, the first thing I thought was I do not want to carry 300 pound people out of this apartment because that's what we would do. We go to these five story walk-ups in the Bronx with no elevator. Someone's 250 pounds. You get up there and you're just like, fuck. And then you had to fucking put them on a tiny stretcher and fucking carry them down the stairs. Would you have to deal with the families? Yes. Oh, when uh. you were talking about kissing at the beginning of the episode. Uh-huh. All I can ever think of is, so there's the body bag we put the bodies in, and then there's this black bag that has wooden slats on the bottom to slide them down the stairs. That black bag throughout the day, when you make like six house calls, that black bag gets disgusting. It's got decomp on it. It's got blood on it. Families, we'd put them in the bag, we'd wrap them up, and then families would run to the black bag and kiss it. And we would just be like, no, stop. Like, fucking yeah, stop. Yeah, but what is the protocol for COVID during this time? No, extra masks. Oh my god. What yeah, could dead bodies spread COVID? Did yes. They, but how? There's no there's and no And you're using the same bag? But hold up, but how well, not the body there's the body bag and then the black bag is what you put the body bag inside just to carry yeah. it down the stairs. But yeah, how but would you're the COVID not spread without because of COVID? The black bag I mean no. But how would the COVID spread without respiratory particles? Um, Isn't that lick it could if you got like liquid on your face or if you got something in your eye or you know. I mean we would put rubber gloves over the people with ventilated tubes, you know, uh -huh. we put rubber gloves over that so it couldn't like spill up on us or I mean, God bless you for I, I I mean, I had the thought of like, God, I should be volunteering or like going and bringing food or like doing some sort of outreach, but then my selfishness and fear of well, I don't catch this got in the way. Of course. And I just you know, would jerk off and watch Tiger King for like you to put yourself 
in harm's way to achieve these things would be such a help is i mean it's just so admirable and, and wonderful they called us last responders Oh, no, those are the people that are just now finding out about 9-11. Um, <laughs> um, all right, well, well you got to get to your meetings, too, so let's go yes. to our... Uh, uh, let's do it real quick. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Just tell us if there's one big thing. Obviously, this industry is corrupt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucked up. What's one particular thing that needs to change about... I mean, I guess it is you were saying about the, the, the burial with the chemicals. But anything in terms of where you worked were like, this This would make a world of difference. Well, I mean, I would, specifically just in the medical stuff, I can't really, besides hiring, paying people better and hiring yeah. like that, and no, but in the funeral side of it, like, I just think a lot of that's really corrupt. Like, if you loved your father, you'd buy a bigger coffin or, you know, just that upselling. Yeah. It's really sleazy. I just want to be turned into a tree. Yeah. Yeah, And I'd totally. like my brain to be... I guess it doesn't have to be in my Fucked head. It can be in my stomach. Guy in the morning. <laughs> I want to be turned into a mushroom. Like they were doing fungi. Uh, that's cool to burials. me. To me, yeah. that's a good. I want my friends to taxidermy me and <laughs> high five me when, they, and I want a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. I want to be on a bicycle. And do you really? Yeah, that's, that's really. awesome. Yeah. If you could, you would. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to our final segment. On you better count your blessings. What do you want, Ian? What do you want? What do you want? I, I want it on the stoop at the cellar. Sure. <laughs> I, that's where I spend all my time smoking you I think instead of the photos on the wall, we take down the photo and it's your head encased right there Ooh, with a cigarette like Joe, in your mouth. Like uh, Richard Nixon in Futurama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, this is the blessing. I mean, dear Christ, I, if, I don't know if there's anything to be thankful for in this world uh, right now. I think there is. Okay, uh, what's, your, what's your blessing? My blessing? Something I, I'm thankful mean, for today. Being alive, no okay, one's digging. More specific. No more one's specific. digging through my my guts. Sure. I should have died the other day. I was riding down the bridge, get zooming and booming, get to a light, stop, pedal again, and my back wheel falls off the derailleur, the crank, the fucking chain. Someone had tried to steal my back tire. I didn't know it, and the at, they took off a nut, and the axle slowly was moving down the tire. Oh my god! And if that had happened when I was going down. The bridge, I, I'd have, I'd have wiped out. Yeah, I wasn't wearing a helmet. I'd have been fucking gone. You should wear a helmet. You know, you should wear a helmet. I yeah. saw. A Listen lot of to her. She knows. She sees what happens. <laughs> that's what. That's what they. When my dad told me to wear a helmet, don't tell me. Show me one picture, Show and me. I will never not wear a fucking helmet again. Yeah, I saw some definite people falling off bikes and scooters and stuff. It's just, it's like an egg. Fuck. All right, all right. Fuck. Let's move on. <laughs> Knock on wood. Get, a, get, get a helmet. Wanna... But the upside is I should have died. I didn't. And We're didn't. here. Great. We're all alive. My blessing is, uh, it was JFL. Yeah. <laughs> it all feels so meaningless <laughs> in the scope <laughs> of the world. It's not yeah, meaningless. This is shaking me. I'm going to think about this, this for, no, you don't have to be, it's good. You need to deal with the world. Yeah. You need yeah. to deal with the world. Yeah, uh, do, field do have, trips should be to autopsy rooms. I think everybody that lives in the Manhattan or in the city should have to go work at the morgue for one month out of their life. I agree, the morgue and the prison. And After and doing a show in the prison, it, these are these are the, anything in life that we don't deal with. And I think preparing a meat. And I think all three of these things. Everyone should have to work a serving job. Yes, makes people more humble. Yes, yep. do you to know what? They're, they're, that humanity. would be like that would be a great like. I feel like someone wanted to write a book. Like someone who was spoiled or privileged, like it's those kinds of things. One month for a year, a year of like, like you want to get some rich person, like Nicole Richie. I don't need to see her work like milking a cow. Right. Mm. I need to see her slaughtering a cow. Yeah. Mm. And then oh. I feel like it's like the Israeli army at 18. Instead of serving the army, you should be serving these fucking jobs yeah. to give you a better sense serving of humanity. Some fries. And, there's yeah. a there's a girl I went to school with who is semi public figure, and she goes to prisons and gives speeches about her marriage and how to have a good marriage and she's never wanted for anything in her life and it's like what? people like that yeah it's she's people like that need to lower up who is it yeah so um <laughs> any blessing that you have that you'd like to share something you're gonna nice? think i'm you're gonna think i'm really fucked up for this but this part you're yeah blessed. this is gonna do I, it i can i guess you're grateful that people die i am grateful for my experience at the morgue 
everyone that died gave me awesome stories to talk about and hopefully mm -hmm. i can write a book and quit my day job Mm. You you certainly deserve it after after <laughs> what what you have dealt with. Uh, yeah. Now you you have to run. Uh, this is coming yes. out August sixteenth. Is there anything you want to plug? Why yes, there is. I have a fantastic new podcast. Being Ian with Jordan, me and Jordan Jensen have a podcast. It's a fucking blast. And this is coming out August sixteenth. It is number one on the iTunes charts and yeah. uh, Patreon.com slash and Ian Pod. YouTube.com slash Pod. Check it out. Instagram for me, iAnimal69. I always love coming in here and doing this, man. Thank I'm you. Always, I'm always happy to have you. Uh, anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I just started my podcast. It's called Alien Murder Sex. Wow. And we're recording at Gas Digital. We're not on the network, but we're recording there. And cool. we're on Alien Murder Sex on all platforms right now. Um, you know, Instagram, nice. TikTok, Twitter, all of it. Look at that. Uh, the, for me... Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Tell your friends about this. If if this episode was pretty extreme, I it's, it's this is the darkest episode we'll ever have in the history of the show. Uh, maybe maybe we'll have you back once the book's out, and you'll have. I'm sure you have Whoa. more stories. I uh, hope it's a pop up picture book. I do too. That would be wonderful if they would allow that. It's yeah yeah. <laughs> Do you oh get PTSD? You, you should do what's what's that what's that game where you take out the pieces Operation. of the body? Operation. Operation. I was but just like gonna say, yeah, do you get PTSD autopsy. from playing Operation? Oh, man, like no. playing with your nephew, you just start I've, sobbing. I have PTSD. I don't have, I don't know anyone with kids. <laughs> I have PTSD from I stare. I look at people now, like on the subway in the street, and I think, oh man, your bowels are disgusting. Like I look at people and oh I imagine their insides. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I'll be headlining <laughs> comedy bar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, August 18th and 19th. Let's get to the important stuff. American Comedy August, Company. August 19th and 20th, I'll be headlining Chicago Bar. Then the weekend after that, I'll be headlining in Tampa at Side Splitters. Woo! Uh, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think some that's people the died. 24th, 25th, 26th. Side. We, will, we will have it in the show notes. And then the sister show to this, The Silver Lining, will be on September 4th at Sesh Comedy Club. Links will be in the bio. Those tickets are only $5. And uh, come, come check it out. And uh, I guess just remember whether you want to be buried in a, a casket or you want to be turned into a tree or a mushroom, the one thing you will never be turned into is back alive. This is oh. the downside. One, two, three. Downside.